This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. The Buckeyes are rolling. We're on the field of 68 presented by Bet Rivers. We got Ohio State coach Ryan Peden and his son on the show to talk a little Buckeye hoops, preview the Kentucky game, recap the Wisconsin game. Joey, how you doing today? I'm great. I'm wonderful. The holiday spirit is in me. You know, we're not going to talk to these people until after Christmas. Granted, me and Andrew aren't the biggest celebrators of Christmas, um, but the holiday spirit is in me. Uh, it's like 60 degrees out in Columbus. I know it's nice in Chicago, too. Um, and I couldn't be happier with how the Buckeyes are playing. I mean, look at that game against Wisconsin. As good of a performance as I've seen from this team against a pretty darn good Wisconsin team, granted, if <laughs> – if we lost, it would be like, dang, like they weren't that good or they were really good. But if, since they won, it's like, yeah, that team is awesome. They're great. Wisconsin's awesome. Even though I did say that well, – I know we pounded them. I did say Wisconsin was due for a bit of a stinker. You know, the way they're kind of set up, the games that they've had in the past, and they had, sure had a stinker against us. But I digress. An incredible win. A.J. Liddell became the front runner for the Big Ten play of the year, a first-team All-American, and, and very, very much in the conversation, if not the guy for national player of the year. Um, it, it was just an awesome game. Got stuff from all great players. And it's just Ohio State's morphing into one of the best teams in the country. They are competing at a level that is as good, if not better, than almost any team in the country. They've gone up from unranked to top 15 in two weeks. And they're only going up to the point where, you know, as we look into this matchup against Kentucky, they might not be favored on paper, but you got to go into that game as a player, as a fan, as a coach, whoever you are, expecting to be Kentucky, who's a very good Kentucky team nonetheless. I think it's kind of cool. It almost feels like, even though it's a week off, it's like, all right, you beat, you know, who did they play before Wisconsin? It's Towson. Yeah, it's like, all right, you beat Towson in the first round. All right, now you got the matchup with Wisconsin. You beat Wisconsin. All right, now you got Calipari and Kentucky. Like, it's just funny that this little three-game stretch almost feels like uh, each opponent getting better, you totally. know? So it, it, it's cool. It's like, all right, you beat Wisconsin. Now you got a, a another ranked matchup with, you know, in the CBS Classic. So I, I think it's exciting. I think I agree with you that the Buckeyes, you know, going in with the expectation. Like, I'm expecting them to win this game. Like, if they lose, I'm going to be like, they lost a game they should have won. Like, totally, totally. I, I think that Kentucky is not your father's Kentucky, necessarily. Like, are they talented? Of course, they always are. Um, but they don't have, like, they got a lottery pick in Ty Ty Washington. They've got a really solid point guard in Wheeler, who is a carbon copy, basically, of Jamari Wheeler. But obviously, Jamari Wheeler is incredible on defense. Wheel the wheel. Their wheeler is a transfer from Georgia. Who's an, he's just the stereotypical point guard. Just takes care of the rock. Great on defense, but he's not a great shooter from outside. Kind of like Jamari, but Jamari's making time and space threes now. Blah blah blah. Whatever. So they've got a good backcourt, but they they have an incredible big man in in Oscar Shigwe, who's averaging like fifteen and fifteen, just unbelievable games over twenty rebounds. And as we'll talk with Coach Peden, as a team, they rebound the ball at an incredibly high level. But besides that, they're just like. Above average guys, obviously. They're five-star, four-star recruits, but not your father's Kentucky where they've got 
10 high level guys who are going to play in the NBA. They've got a few. And, and, and to that point, like they just lost to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not good. Yeah. Not good. So it'll be interesting. I, I think that Kentucky is a very formidable opponent. They're going to be one of the best teams we face all year. But like we've said, you said, I said, it's a game we're supposed to win. And it's fun to be at a level. We were just like this last year as well and the year before where you get to go into these high-level games, games that are on CBS, um, games against uh, ranked opponents on neutral sites where you go into the games expecting to win. It's a luxury for teams to have that, and we absolutely have that. Doesn't happen often, but I got to tell you what's going on Saturday. You ready? What's going on Saturday? Utah versus Mizzou, Kentucky, Ohio State, Browns Raiders all start between 3.30 and 4.30. So there will be time where all three games are live at the same time, and I'm going to be like ping-pong in my eyes across the TVs. You're going to be bing-bonging? I'm not even going to have the Mizzou Minute. Hashtag Mizzou Minute. Not going to have the Mizzou game on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a bummer. Um, But fair. I think you're making the right decision. No, I I just think – it's a, this is the best time for sports, right? I mean, like, you've got college basketball, pro basketball in full swing. Professional, obviously, professional basketball, once you get towards Christmas, that's like when the season starts, right? And then college basketball, we're getting into conference play. We've got these great non-conference games. And then pro football, like, the you're, you're just going into the playoffs now. Like, it's the playoff push. Well, come January 1st, we got playoff, college football playoff, too. That that stretch, Jan, like Christmas to January to the national championship is the best stretch. Give, give me your top three sports months. I have my top three. Give me your top three sports months. Okay, well, mine's not like the month of December, but it's like oh, – Dece- No, I need the month. No, but it's a month span. I need the month. I need the month. Okay, then I'm going to say – I'm going to say January. Okay. Because it has college basketball, college football, NBA, NFL. Okay. Um, March. Okay. March, January, and you ready? This is a little, a little, little unexpected. October. That's those are my three, Andrew. Those are my three. That's why you get the NBA back. College basketball is almost back. You get Man, the only time Major League Baseball really is yeah. relevant in my eyes. Postseason baseball is a blast. You're starting to think about college basketball. There's, there's like, oh, this guy looks great in practice. Oh, this secret scrimmage happened, and then eventually there's a game in October as well. So I'm, I think we're on the same page yeah. there. I just miss me, miss me with July and August. Oh yeah, that's when we're doing freaking drafts for stuff instead of talking about sports. Wait, actually, oh shoot, TBT, July and August are great. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. July fourth best month, TBT. Right, totally, hundred percent. I'm with you. All right, we talk. Yeah, little, that note. We talk a little Kentucky with uh, with Coach Ryan Peden, so we'll get to that right now. Joey, any any last words before we get to the interview and then the exit? No, do we want a little score prediction maybe for? Or we could save that for the for the outro. Let's let's talk to Pedo and Maddox. It was a blast with those guys. Come for the analysis about how Kyle Young got so good and EJ Adele got so good. Stay for the story about me crying. And and with all that, we will get to Ryan Peter. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane. 
Ohio State coach Ryan Peden and his son Maddox. Boys, welcome to the show. Hey guys, great to be with you. Absolutely. Selfishly, this is pretty exciting for me. I know, Peter, we've been meaning to have you on forever, but I didn't know we were getting the ultimate special guest appearance by Maddox today. Maddox, my first question is for you. Have you ever been on a podcast before? No, my first ever podcast is Drive the Land. Yeah. All right. I, I love it. Well, I mean, you got nowhere to go but down because it's the best podcast out there. So yeah, it is. forward, Maddox, I know you're going to have some uh, insight into this as well. But but, Pito, question for you. How fun has this year been so far? Yeah, it's, it's it has been, guys. Um, it's great being with you, uh, with both of you. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been it's been a lot of fun. We've had um, I feel like we've had more experiences in a short time um just in terms of seeing all um facets of what a game can can bring you and normally maybe you see those over a two or three month span but we've seen leads uh that have become really close games we've seen where we were down uh that became a really close game down the stretch um we've had some injuries we've had uh, a buzzer beater on our first night um so we've had a lot of uh, really um valuable i think is valuable experiences uh, with this team and um they're a lot of fun to be around our, our, our players and uh, love, love being around them on a daily basis. So um, in addition to the kind of the wild ride we've been on so far, um, you know, having a lot of fun coaching this team. You know, you mentioned it. Every game has been close pretty much, except for the last game against Wisconsin. Close games means you're playing good teams. And, and we know, and we've talked about a bunch on this show that, you know, you guys have put together one of, if not the best non-conference schedules, not only in Ohio State's history, but in the country this year. I know Coach Holt, he, he loves it. And he says it every day in media that this is what he wants. And he loves the tests and the great games and all that fun stuff. How do you feel about every single game being the hardest game on the schedule pretty much? Yeah, um, I think as a competitor, you know, um, given the choice, would you rather have a 40-point win or, a, you know, a game that really improves your team and um, reveals um, character. Um, I, I would much rather take a, a tough game um, where we learn more about our team early in the season. So I, I, I'm going to side with uh, Coach Holt on this one, partly because he's my boss, uh, <laughs> but part, and partly because that's sort of how uh, I've, I've been raised here uh, in his coaching tree to to really believe in um, – you know, the power of scheduling tough early in the season and how that can help your team um, as you get into January, February, and March. So it's, it's been beneficial for us. And, and uh, you know, hopefully this year our, our uh, challenging schedule early will pay, pay dividends for us down the stretch. That's a, it's a good answer, but, but Maddox, is your dad's hair a little more gray than it was in September? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I, maybe, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes. It, it probably is. That's fair to say. Yeah, that's fair to say. Well, one game especially has got to be the Duke game. We were in the building. You Obviously, we, we saw you after the game. Where does that game rank? You've been in Ohio State for five years now. This is year five. Where does that game rank uh, in terms of all the games that you've experienced in the shot? 
Um, I, I would say of all games of experience in the shot, I would say it's probably at the top, um, you know, in part because uh, A&A was the number one team in the country. Um, it, it, it had uh, some drama leading into the game just in terms of the opponent and uh, the Hall of Fame coach and the respect you have for him on the other sideline. So um, that factors in. But I think the way the game unfolded, too, um, it was it was uh, back and forth, but we, we had to claw our way back. And, um, you know, you got into the final two minutes and, you know, it was like, man, you know, not, not only do we have a chance to win this thing, like we get a stop here, we're in the driver's seat. And um, it was exciting uh, down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I would probably say that one. Um, there's a couple that, that come to mind. Obviously, the Michigan State game. Um, you know, our first year here, the Villanova game, uh, which was um, year three, um, was that was electric as well. And, uh, you know, um, but I'd say the Duke game probably for sure um, because of the circumstances and the opponent. So you do you do a lot of work with the big men on the team. And I think it's safe to say the big men are, are pretty decent this year. Right. Do you ever, you know, try to guard Zed Key in the post, or do you let the other players on the team handle that? Zed Key would break me like a twig. Uh, Zed Key duck-ins are, are, are some of the most powerful, um, you know, basketball plays uh, that I've, I've been around as a coach. I mean, those when he ducks you in and he decides to post a guy up, um, you know, you, you guys have seen it. He, he has some uh, real force and he's able to duck guys in that may be taller. Um, even in that Duke game, Mark Williams came in as one of the top shot blockers in the country. And, uh, you know, Zed for the most part had his way with him down low. Um, and it's not uh, with Zed, it's a mixture because he's 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 got great footwork. And he is intelligent down there as well. So he's got kind of the, the total package in terms of being able to play with force and physicality and then also um, being able to pivot and maneuver his way around guys as well. So, uh, yeah, Zed's, Zed is uh, – he's having a really good year for us and, and uh, well-deserved because he's worked, he's, he's worked really hard to, to, to get to this point. Two, two other guys that I want to touch on in terms of their development from year to year – uh, a guy who you expected to make a huge dump and needed to EJ Liddell. And then also a guy who's made steady leaps and bounds all 12 years. He's been at Ohio state, Kyle young, two guys that you work with day in and day out. What has it been about those two guys that number one has got them to where they are today. And then number two, I mean, it's just the leaps and bounds. It's like they're changing every ounce of their game. Like what does it look like from the inside? So um, EJ, I, I did work with EJ his first two years. He, he works with Coach Diebler actually this year. So um, he's just done a good job uh, helping him develop his perimeter game and perimeter footwork, which I know they worked on quite a bit in the offseason. So he's done a great job uh, with that. But there's a couple common threads that I would say um, each of them have. Number one, um, their work ethic. Okay. Um, both of them will are no nonsense guys. They're gonna when they're in the gym and they're working on their game. Um, they're not wasting time. Um, they care about what they're doing. Um, they're very um, intentional about their improvement. And um, so I think their their work ethic sort of stands out to me. Um, and then I would say a couple other things too is um, 
you know, both, both of them, uh, when they are playing, I think when they're really on their game, their effort defines both of them. So when you have guys that uh, work hard um, and when they're playing, their effort defines them, it's going to put you in a great position uh, to, to improve on a daily basis, yes, but on a yearly basis. And you've seen growth in their game. Um, it hasn't come overnight. I mean, those guys have put in a lot of equity to um, improve their games, not just improve what they do well, but to evolve their games too. And I think what you've seen there with both of them is they've evolved their game to the perimeter. Um, but they both, their bread and butter, I think is 10 feet and in. And that's something that uh, we do take a lot of pride in because we, we, we want to have, we want all of our players to have an understanding of um, who they are and what makes them unique and what makes them special. We say, you know, um, where does your star shine the brightest? And, and for those guys, I think they're, they're both tremendous on the perimeter, but I think their bread and butter, you guys know it, is, is probably 10 or 15 feet and in. They're lethal. So when you can do both, um, inside and out, uh, you know, you got a heck of a, a player on your hands. Definitely a lot of special players on the team. Maddox, who's your uh, favorite player on the team this year? It's got to be either EJ or Zed, yeah. The big guys. Yeah. If anyone messes with you at school, you got them to come and, you know, take care of business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, lo- he, loves, the, he loves the finger guns and, uh, and then the raise the roof, too. He actually – I'll tell a quick story. Um, so, I was in practice <laughs> – or not practice. I was in a game, and I made, like, a, one from pretty far out. I, I think it was, like, the first shot of the game – and I went, when we were running down to the other side, I did the finger guns. So. <laughs> he, did, he did the finger guns for the first and last time. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, I, um, we were, I was playing in – I had to be your age, Maddox. I was playing in, in, uh, in a game, and it was at the Highwood Rec Center, Andrew. Um, and that's where me and Andrew play pickup now when we go home, which is funny. But um, I was playing in a game we're up by 30. It was like all my best friends on the team too, which was very fun. And we were, we were good. We played with each other from when we were your age Maddox until I went to college and we were up by 30. Uh, I got the ball with like five seconds left in the whole game and shot a half court shot at the buzzer, made it and went running around. Like I won the Super Bowl, and um, celebrating a ton. And my dad said, it's an awesome shot, but don't ever do that again, basically. <laughs> so the so, same thing as the finger guns. I, 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 when I got to school, when I got to college, and you only make one basket every five games, then I celebrated a little bit. But until then, there was not, not much celebrating to do, business-like approach. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good stuff, man. That's a good lesson. Um, the, the one thing I would tell you about this guy, too, is um, – he was given a choice of what jersey he wanted to wear. You know, all, all the players had their choice before the season of what jersey number you wanted to wear. And my wife asked him, and without hesitation, what number uh, did you want to wear? 14. My guy. My guy. Justice doing. Justice doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I love that, man. That's awesome. So he, he hasn't forgot, Joey. He hasn't forgot. I appreciate Some people it. might have not, not this guy right here. A lot of people, a legend of Joey Lane lives. We don't let them forget Joey. <laughs> That's 
Right. That's true. That's a good point. There's a lot of uh, Joey Lane stories that I've heard since we started doing this show, but I feel like the two of you probably have some that have not been told yet. Definitely want to talk about Kentucky and the upcoming schedule, but before we get to that, is there a Joey Lane story, Pito or Maddox, that come to your guys' mind? Uh, there's one that comes to my mind, um, and I'll, 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 I'll share this. Um, Joey, We had Joey over to the house uh, his senior year. This was like, uh, I think it was graduation week, Joey. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, uh, you know, Maddox was a, a diehard fan of Joey's, and Joey treated him like gold, uh, like he does everyone. And um, So Maddox, we, we ate, and uh, after dinner, Maddox had a gift for him, a graduation gift. And it was, Joey, you, you probably, there you go. Yeah, there you go. It was a towel gang. Uh, that was a t- it was a T-shirt, correct, Joey? Yep, for yep. Yeah, it was framed, and um, I think he had a message for him on a card or maybe on the back of it. And, uh, you know, Joey was in our, our living room, and uh, he started to tear up and, and cry, man. And it, it touched it touched my heart. But, um, you know, just as a as your coach, it, it, it touched my heart. But as a father, it did too, man, because um, when you're a parent, people that uh, impact your children's lives um, – you know, I think it hits home even more than normal. And, um, you know, we're appreciative, Joey, of, of our relationship that our family has with you and your family, but um, just how you've treated, how you've treated my son since he was a young guy, that means a lot to me. So um, I know you're really special to him. I, I, I'm speaking for him, but I know you're special to him yeah. and our family. I appreciate that. He's you're, you're saving, you're saving my grace by saying it. The, I was more than tearing up. I, if I was, if I was by myself, I would have been full on crying. It was, it was like, it wasn't quite graduation week. Cause there were still games. Cause I remember like we were about to go to Northwestern and like, it was oh. do or die. Like it was do or die. Okay. So this was, okay. My, my fault. It was during oh, the season oh. then. No, it's the same. I mean, it was during the yeah. season. It was do or die. Like we needed to win one more game or else we weren't going to make it to the, to the tournament. And the combination of that and basically you giving me that gift, realizing that, the season was, and my career was basically over. It was a lot. And it still is. I mean, I have it hanging up next to my jersey. It's literally one of the best gifts I've ever gotten, Maddox. So thank you, guys. Because it really is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did you have a story, bud? Um, not really. It was all, I have, it's, it's a, all your towel game stuff. I just remember so much stuff about the, like, towel thing. I don't know. In the student section, how they they oh, all yeah. like, then, they like, would chant his oh, name yeah. and everything. All the yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. I miss I miss that. Maybe not as much as seeing you guys every day, but I also I also miss the fact that uh, yeah, the the crowd kind of wanted me to play in every game, whether we were playing Duke or Stetson. I, they wanted me in the game. It's like the joy. It's like um. It's like the Zed Key like race over here for finger guns. Totally. I remember one game. They caught it on TV. They it was they were all chanting, uh, "Put Joey in." Yeah, those were the days. Those yeah, the days. Andrew. I'm glad you guys are saying that because I tell Andrew that all the time. He doesn't believe me. No, he doesn't believe these stories. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. You know how it is. They forget you, Joey, after about six months, if that. If yeah. that. No doubt about it. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to a season question because yeah. it would be a mistake if we didn't talk about Kentucky. 
big game coming up in Vegas. Does Maddox get to go to Vegas? I want, I want to, but I'm sadly not. I'm sadly not. He's got some games here this weekend, yeah, so I they're, have like, they're staying put. I have like, I think I have like two on Saturday, then a few more at like Monday. I think I don't. I, I don't know the schedule, but I know I have two on. He's got some big ones coming up. Good, good, Maddox. Forever and always, it's better to play than to watch. Remember that. And that's <laughs> yeah, why, yeah. And that's why I chose to go to Ohio State where I watched instead of played. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, Pito, I just actually came from being on a Kentucky show, and they were asking me all about what it's going to take for Ohio State to beat Kentucky, which if you're asking me, maybe I'm a little bit biased. I think it's it's our game to lose. We are. I think that we positioned ourselves in a place where – you know, Kentucky is looking at Ohio State as they're the best team we've played thus far this year. What do you think it's going to take for us to take down the, the Calipari's monster, you know, that is Kentucky? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be – we're going to expect their best shot because I, th- I think Kentucky um, is uber talented. Um, I think everyone knows that. Um, and and they're coming off a loss. So they're going to be – they're going to be even hungrier than, than usual, I think. And we're expecting – their best shot to be honest with you and we got a lot of respect for their program uh, their talent their coach um and and it's gonna be a huge challenge for us it'll be it'll be a huge challenge we're gonna have to play play really well um be dialed in on on you know keys to the game and 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 uh, trying to take away um some of their strengths obviously um with you know it kind of starts with the big fella um inside He's a ridiculous rebounder, um, scorer. Um, the way that they rebound as a team is is as impressive as any team we have played. And um, you know, um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play well and um, expecting a really tough, challenging game. And um, these games are fun, man. These are neutral court games. Um, there, there will be a lot of people there. Uh, you're on a big stage because you're playing in the CBS Sports Classic. So, you know, what a what a privilege to be a part of games like these. And, um, you know, our guys will, will be prepared. And beyond that, we want to cut loose and, and let it rip. I got – Andrew, I got one more question for Peter before we kind of wrap this up the way we always do. I've been saying on this show all year that there's two major keys for every game that we have in order to win. And they're especially true uh, in this game coming up against Kentucky. Can you guess what I think the two keys are? Taking care of the ball. Yep. And defensive rebounding. Okay. All right. Glad we're on the same page. You're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. You get it. Those are, those are, those are important keys. I think for any team, Um, you know, the game, the way, the way that we play the game, um, and especially in the Big Ten Conference, uh, possessions are valued at such a high level. I know there's different styles of play all across the country. Uh, different conferences may play uh, different forms or fashions, but um, possessions are so important in, in terms of uh, things that we value and how we play and how we want to win. So, um, yeah, taking care of the basketball, uh, we, we're going to have to do a good, really good job of that. And then, uh, you know, defensive rebounding. For them, I mean, they they're – 
they're plus 16, plus 17 on the glass. And I don't know if we've played a team. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember seven. ever playing a team like that. I, I, no. And, and, uh, and you're talking about what, 10 game, nine games in for them. So it's not like it's after two or three games here. This is at, at nine games in. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to be prepared and, and dialed in on, on the things that are important. Certainly those are, are two of them. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a real challenge. I got, I, we're, I know we're looking forward to it. Um, I mean, we would love to be in Vegas. We just couldn't make it work this time, which it's hard to say no to a trip to Vegas, but we did. Right. Uh, we, uh, but yeah, Andrew, do you want to end it the way or do you well, I have one? I have one last question. I would be mad if I didn't ask this. All right. So hypothetical Dukes, like actually John Shire's going right to the NBA coach, Ryan Peden. We want you to be the next head coach of Duke come here, you run in your own program. What's one thing that Holtman does that you would not take with you? <laughs> to your oh, own man. Andrew, are you sure? We, do we have time for that question? We might have to move just, on. Just right? one, just one. Wi-Fi is breaking up. Yeah, Wi-Fi is breaking up. <laughs> oh, man. That's my that's my boss. And, uh, <laughs> I owe so much to him, man. I, I love and respect Holt. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think this. Here's what I would say, and, and I'll, I'll try to be halfway serious. Um, you have to be true to who you are, and I've learned that uh, through working for Holt. He is adamant about coaching to his convictions. Um, I see the game uh, through his lens, and, and we've had very good success with that over time. So naturally, the way I see the game, I think, will be very similar. You have to be true to who you are as a coach and what you value, um, and, and you know, you, your personalities may differ here and there, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't think um, it would be terribly different than the, what my boss is. I, I think maybe my demeanor uh, or, you know, personality or way I communicate could be different at times. But those are just uh, small, you know, uh, small little instances. But but I, I, I mean this when I say, like, um, what I've learned working for him um, I could never repay him. Like I, I, I've learned so much about um, how to coach the game and teach the game, how to treat people, um, how to manage people. And, and um, you know, I'm thankful for my time with him um, because um, he's, I think he's at the end of the day, I think he's one of the very, I'm biased, but I think he's one of the absolute best basketball coaches uh, in America. And I, I feel strongly about that. So um, Buckeyes are, are glad to, are lucky to have uh, Chris Holtman. And I know I'm lucky to have him as a boss. No doubt. We could not agree more. And I know your answer is shorter practices, which I agree with. So that's, that's good. Shorten practices. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Well, yeah. I had to ask because you, you were technically head coach for a day. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, we were following his practice plan. That that was uh, we were following boss's orders, man. No, so so um yeah, no, his Joey, yeah, you remember that. His practices are they're not on the short side, are they? No, I just remember it was just it felt like it was just Nettie and Holtman on one side of the fence and everybody else on the other side when we were 32 and one practicing for eight hours a day with a guy with two guys, our two best players who just came off of surgery. Right. It was just, it was just, it worked. Trust me. It worked out. We did just fine. Obviously whole knows what he's doing, but I just remember that 
that was a topic of conversation. Well, someday. there's a that's a thing I, I think too about uh, staffs is you want to have uh, a balance. You want you yeah. want to have like Nettie, it, it, he hasn't changed a lick in this regard. He wants to hit and and uh, do rebounding drills every single day, even day before games on a one day prep. Like he wants to hit and do those kinds of things, and then. You know, some of us, you know, may, my, I think I, from time to time, I, I, you know, I think there's times where you, you need to go longer and then other times maybe go shorter, but I think it's good to have a balance because you want to be able to talk each other off uh, of a ledge one way or the other. So you have to, have to yeah. balance. it's just like this podcast. Andrew thinks LeBron's the best player of all time. I think Michael Jordan is, and that's why we're so successful is because we can bounce ideas off each other. Well, it's yeah, he's got the brains and you've got all the looks, Joey. So, I mean, it's it, you guys fit together really well. You know, it's just okay. like, that didn't sound right. like a compliment. Or wait, is it vice versa? My fault. My fault. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's <laughs> probably the best player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maddox. Oh, man. Maddox got the brains and the looks. It's it's and he didn't That's get right. a point that, obviously. That's so, right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this has been a blast. The way we end every episode, and I know Maddox knows because he listens to all of them is we like to flip the tables. So we're going to flip the script on you guys, give you guys the opportunity to ask any questions that you've been dying to ask us. Maddox, I will let you go first. I know you've got one. Yeah, do you do basketball stuff? Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I think that, uh, and I've talked to Peter about this, like I finishing up my senior year, I was definitely ready to step away from basketball. You, you know, I gave my all to basketball for a long time. So it was nice to take a little break away, but then – after that time that I took off, I definitely have been playing basketball still. I still – I play in a league with with some buddies around in Columbus. I'll go play pickup every once in a while. You know, me and Andrew were in the shot the other day. I was giving a tour, and we shot hoops for like 45 minutes, which I haven't done in literally two years. So that was fun. I mean, yeah. You're, still leaving, out, you're leaving out what you did All-Star Weekend, which is I, cool. Yeah, I – uh Two, two fun things All-Star Weekend. First, I practiced with the women's Team USA team and gave them the oh. business. I mean, gave them the business. Uh, I, wow, you know, we, could, we could talk about that off air a little bit. Um, but that was a blast. And then um, me and Andrew also participated in this, like, media shootout uh, for, for Metro. It was the Metro, media, Metro Jam media shootout. Metro by T-Mobile was hosting it during All-Star Weekend. And we won. The whole thing which was kind of funny so andrew won no the shooting contest. yeah so andrew won the shooting contest which i and i lost to andrew in a shooting contest basically and then um the 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 culminating prize basically was this game of knockout and whoever won that took home the trophy and i won and i have this huge purple trophy that i won from from that contest. well we were the final wow. And me and Andrew were in the final two, and I was I, – I, I know we talked about it, Andrew. If we were in the final two, like, I, I – you know, I had my shine. Like, I – Andrew should win this. He should have this moment. But then he shot one that was so hard off the rim and then onto, like, a different court. It would have looked like I was throwing it if I didn't – if I didn't just make the layup. So – but that was a blast. But Maddox, to answer your question, I do play, like, at least once a week. I, I miss it a little bit. Now. I don't miss the practicing. I don't miss the weight room with Q. But I, I I miss the camaraderie and the games. I miss playing basketball, so I do play a little bit still. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask. Do you actually answered like multiple of my questions? Like, do you play in a league or? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's Steven, good. Questions for us? How did how, I'm curious? How'd you guys meet? So th that's a common one. That's a bad question. It's asked all the time. But <laughs> I will tell you. I, I never see the end of the podcast. I end up always turning them <laughs> off after a couple minutes. I'm sorry. So Joey, Joey and I are from towns right next to each other. Grew up playing basketball against each other. Then when he was at Ohio State, I was at Mizzou. We just like kind of reconnected on some stuff. And then I was doing this other podcast where, I, where me and my buddy were interviewing people like from our hometown, like the suburbs of Chicago. Sure. We interviewed Joey and then we were like, hey, should we do a Joey Lane show? Like a like drive the lane. And then it kind of just morphed into an Ohio State show. But we know each other from growing up. Growing up. Who, who was the better player? Who was the better player of you two? I mean, I know Joey. Joe, Joey was a Division One athlete here, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sort of feeling like maybe this is a tilted question. But when you beat him in the three point shootout, <laughs> that that sort of raises. Well, I also uh, beat him. I also beat him in horse a few times. You know, so. he's got my number. He does. Yeah. He's just so nervous when he's playing against me because he's like, I cannot lose. I have everything right. to lose and nothing to gain. And he's got yeah. everything to gain and nothing to lose. It's a tough, it's a tough, it's like, it's like Ohio State versus Stetson. That's what it is. <laughs> wow. Andrew, our, are you going to, I mean, that's our this, running joke. That's our, yeah. running. That's our, we make jokes about Stetson often. It, I didn't take <laughs> it personally. I think to answer your question, that would be Joey. Joey, Joey, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I had my moment. Andrew's life, his life revolved around 365 Highland Park High School trying to beat Deerfield in basketball, which I don't know if it happened, Andrew, besides one game your junior year. Well, I'm, unfortunately, I modeled my game after Jared Sollinger. <laughs> everyone, so you were a low post guy, huh? Yeah, but then in seventh and eighth grade, I was this height, and everyone else decided that they could grow past seventh and eighth grade. Oh, you you were that guy. So yeah. you had the, you had the full mustache in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, fully developed. I look. I'm telling you, I I looked like this in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, uh, he was a he was a five eleven Jared Sullinger. He he's got he had a jumper. He had the post moves. Just like it was it was always man. The talk around town was always what if Andrew Zolman was six inches taller. <laughs> yeah, close man. It, it's close. Had he, had he been six inches taller, man, the, re, the result end result might be might be totally different. He would have taken my spot. That's what I yeah. Had. He <laughs> I was six inches. I mean, I might have been. Might have been starting it like Stetson or something if I was six. <laughs> They'd be lucky. To have you. They'd be lucky to have you. Well, Pedo Maddox, this was a blast. Appreciate you guys coming on. Maddox, you're always welcome. You let me know whenever you want to come on. We'll make room for you. There's no doubt about it. And we will see you guys soon. There's no doubt, Andrew. I don't know if you're going to be back for a game or not, but but we'll see you guys soon. Indy, see you in Indy. Awesome, man. Great hey, great being with you guys. You do a great job, and, and thanks for having us. Thanks for having Always. us. Always. Take care, Good guys. Good luck. Bye. Good luck, baby. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Now we get to do one of our favorite parts of the episode, as Joey mentioned, score prediction. Joey, how do you think this one ends up? I see this playing out as a good old fashioned rock fight. Um, I think that while these teams are both really good on offense, I just, 
it just screams rock fight to me for some reason. Um, I think that they're going to double EJ Liddell. If they have any chance of winning, they're going to double EJ Liddell. I think they're going to double Zed Key as well, which could make our offense a little bit more challenging. But granted, that opens up some threes for some guys, which could lead to a high-scoring game. But at the same time, I just think that Kentucky gets a lot of their offense from offensive reboundings, which which makes it look like more of a rock fight. I just think this game screams rock fight, 65-59 Ohio State. I'm with you. I think it. I think it's low scoring. The only way I think Ohio State loses is if it gets really high scoring. Don't know if they have the firepower to get in. And really, this turn makes more sense with basketball because they're literally shooting. But I don't know if Ohio State is the team that wins a shootout. Yeah, so that's definitely not. You know, it turned into Ohio State style last year. You know, when they were winning games in the '90s and stuff. Yeah. But it's not how coach Holman likes his bread buttered. Yeah. That's just, that's just not the way that, that he rolls. So, well, I think he would, if this team had, had a Dwayne Washington and, uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, Dwayne and EJ Liddell is going to give you a lot of scoring. So a hundred percent. If there's, there's, they have no problem with having a game like that. It's just, a matter of having a game like that you need the pieces so i think we're in a, we're in total agreement there but uh yeah i mean awesome interview with pedo it's gonna be an awesome game against kentucky i really do think ohio state it's their game to lose i love the momentum this team has pedo alluded to it in the interview obviously you just heard i don't even think they've reached their ceiling yet in terms of how good this team will be it's an exciting time to be an ohio state basketball fan um and yeah, I mean, the only other thing is selfishly a little plug for me. I'm going to be on the pregame show on 97 one, the fan with, excuse me, with Tim Hall leading up to the Kentucky game. So make sure you guys tune into that. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, me and Andrew are going to be going to Ohio state games together here soon. Um, and my holiday party is as you're listening to this tonight. So shout out to NetJets. Get out, <laughs> get out there and have fun, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just a good – it's just the, the holiday season. I'm just – Listen to this. My company, our holiday party, we were, we were all going to the Bulls game last night that got postponed. Oh, terrible. Give the company a shout-out, bro. Give them a shout-out. Give the company a shout-out? Yeah. Shall remain nameless. I'm a man of, man of, man of mystery. Cash for whatever. <laughs> Not a direct lender in Ohio, though, so. Sorry. Yeah. But buckle up, drive the lane, go Buckeyes, beat the Wildcats. Not a not a huge fan of Coach Cal. We can keep that on the hush hush. I, I'm not not a fan though. But anyway, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we buckle up, we drive the lane, we go Buckeyes.